Hey, we're Aaron and Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to talk about what to do after a fight. So this week's episode uh, was inspired by a question we received on Instagram by someone. And it was um, triggered by another episode we did um, where we talked about bickering. And we talked about, it was a funny episode, it was about how to bicker, but it wasn't, it was actually about how not to bicker. And, um, but someone said, what do you do once you've already had the big fight? Yeah. Like not just bickering, but like we had a blow up fight. Like how do we, you know, mend that? How do we get back into right relationship with each other? They specifically asked for some action steps too. So. Yeah. So what we thought we would do, even though we just talked about bickering, we thought it makes makes sense to say, um, why don't we give them, you know, some action items, some biblical concepts on how to respond to your spouse, how, how to mend your relationship after the big fight. And so that's what this episode is going to be about. So before we jump into uh, today's kind of mess, core message, um, I just want to encourage those listening that when you are a husband and wife chasing after God, chasing after his will for mm-hmm. your life, we have a real enemy. We have flesh. We have these things that come against us, circumstances, you know, just a bunch of things. And so... Yeah. I just want to be real and honest that um, fighting happens, arguments happen. Some people call them conversations, (laughs) Um, hard conversations. conversations. Um, But but there's times that um, we just don't operate in the unity that God desires us to walk in. Um, Just for an example, right before um, starting this episode, we had a little disagreement. It was hard to get there. It was a hard conversation. It was a hard conversation. And I'm just being honest because I think that it's important for husbands and wives to know that these things are going to come up. They're going to happen, but we need to um, not be defeated by them. We need to be able to Mm -hmm. continue walking out what God's will is for our life or the purpose that we're chasing after, you know, whether it be a podcast episode or raising your family, mm-hmm. like whatever it is that you are pursuing yeah. to do, don't let that fight stop you. Don't let it hinder you or mm-hmm. discourage you. Um, and I hope that this episode is just an encouragement to you to be able to get past mm-hmm. that hard stuff, to be able to move into what's next. Yeah, and in reality, you know, although fights will come, and the reason fights come is because we let our flesh get in the way, mm-hmm. and instead of walking in the spirit, and we always talk about these, this in our, on mm-hmm. our show, uh, you know, the, the idea that we're called to walk in the spirit, mm-hmm. um, and not and that we would not gratify the desires of the flesh. And the reason the fights, fights come up in the first place is because we walk in the flesh, yeah. and we forget. We're like, oh, we're, we're not like, we're not on guard in our, in our walk, we're not on guard in our unity, we're not protecting our marriage. And so the, the goal, actually, like I know you said that, um, they're going to come up. They're going to happen. The goal that is should that they should happen less yeah. and less yeah. and less. You know, it's not normal for a normal Christian marriage to be f- constantly battling each other. That's true. That's unhealthy. Yeah. It's not biblical. It's not good. It means you're not one. It means you're not walking in the, the spirit. And so the times that you get in a fight, they should be far and few between. Mm-hmm. The goal should not be fighting. Right. Um, our, our heart's goal should, every day should be to walk in the spirit mm-hmm. and if we're walking in the spirit you're not going to fight you know because walking in the fruits of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness self-control mm-hmm. if you're walking in those things there's it's impossible to fight yeah. even if only one of the spouses is walking in the spirit and the other one wants to fight there can't be a fight because you right. need two people to fight <laughs> if the other person's just going mm-hmm. i totally mm-hmm. understand you know what i yep <laughs> it's not going to be a fight. Yeah. It's going to be like, why are you, why are you just agreeing with me? So, 
Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Marriage After God. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you guys know that we have an incredible devotional for you to do together as husband and wife. Do you have a desire to grow closer to God and to your spouse? Well, we wrote these books, Husband and Wife After God, to help you do that. It's a 30-day devotional. Each day has a new devotion on a different topic. There's questions for you to answer, and there's little challenges for you throughout the devotional as well. So many couples have already gone through these devotionals and have left reviews and comments about how this has actually drawn them closer to each other and closer to God. So all you need to do is head over to marriageaftergod.com forward slash devotional at the end of this episode and get more information about the Husband and Wife After God bundle. Um, I, I guess you could take this as your first tip is, you know, walking in the spirit is what God wants us to do. It's his mm-hmm. desire for us. He's given us his Holy Spirit so we can be empowered to do so. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, fights are going to happen because there's times that we totally forget to walk in the spirit or, we, you know, all of the circumstances of life compile at the same moment. Um, but even in those moments, God desires that we say yes to the spirit and no to the flesh. Um, and so fighting in a Christian marriage, it should be uncommon. Mm-hmm. It just should be. I like that. It's a good word. Yeah. Um, again, you know, there's grace and there's mercy, but our, our heart's desire and goal to encourage you and for our own walk is that we would walk in the spirit is that we would submit ourselves to the, to the Father, that we would be humble people, that we would reconcile quickly, and that we would not be people that fight. That when people look into our marriage and they peek in, they don't see fight. They see unity. They see love. They see compassion. They see gentleness and patience and kindness and all of the fruits that come along with the walking in the Spirit. Wow, that was really good. I feel like we're done. Okay, cool. That was great. See you guys next week. And, <laughs> no, that, uh, <laughs> was, that was really encouraging, and I'm really glad that you you yeah. said all of that. And, um, you know, we have a lot to get through about what to do mm-hmm. after a fight. But before we start, yeah. why don't we just share with some personal experiences of... Like, let's talk about our favorite fights that we've ever had. <laughs> I don't want to do that right now. Um, no, but really, yeah. let, let's give them some insight on um, kind of our past experiences yeah. with fighting and... Well, like I said, you know, especially in our early on in our marriage when we were like even more angry at each other and bitter because of the things that we were dealing with and we weren't walking closely with God and we were like, you know, just struggling in it, that amplified every little thing mm-hmm. um, because I felt um, insecure and um, unloved and um, uncherished by you and unpursued by you. Almost everything you did bothered me mm-hmm. and you, the way you talked to me would bother me. And the fact that you were in the same place with me, you know, feeling unloved by me or unworthy or uncherished by me or unpursued by me, mm-hmm. uh, made everything you said the way you want, you know, you were irritated and bothered mm-hmm. and you were, you know, snapping at me. And when, so we were fighting all the time. And I think that when you said, you know, everything I did would like bother you or annoy you, I sensed that in your responses towards me. And so therefore you I would withhold, right <laughs> I would withhold um, respect. And because I almost uh, felt like, well, you don't deserve that yeah. if you don't like me anyways, type of thing. And so we did have a lot of back and forth. And, mm-hmm. and like you said earlier, like a Christian marriage shouldn't be in the realm of mm. a, a, a fighting it shouldn't be common, yeah, but, um, but it was, it, common, but it was common in our marriage and we weren't walking in the spirit um, in those early years. That was really hard for us. Yeah. You, I think if you were, if you knew us back then, you would, if you would have been in our homes when we were fighting, you would have defined our marriage as contention, mm-hmm. <laughs> as disunity, chaos. chaos. Yeah. That's what it felt like. 
when you're we were in public we were like great <laughs> but at home we we yeah. fought and bickered and even on social media we were great you know we'd be able to post these awesome pictures of us just like smiling or kissing or, yeah. or tra- traveling the world but yeah. on the inside we were decaying well and we, we definitely were... wanted it but we 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 fought about everything yeah. and then our fights would escalate because you know it makes me think of the book love and respect mm-hmm. and you know you would disrespect me and i would withhold love and the you would disrespect cycle. me and we would just always be in that that cycle yeah and i was angry and you were angry and you know and as those fights would escalate slamming doors turning backs on each other silent treatments uh we did an episode about all the things that all the games you shouldn't play with your spouse oh yeah we played all of them it wasn't like it was a joke in that episode but we did them all you know we played the side streamer we we manipulated each other we um walked away we slammed doors we Mm -hmm. we did all of those things just because we were angry at each other Mm -hmm. none of that is christian at the core. None of it is um, good or gentle. Um, it was definitely not walking in the spirit. It was totally carnal, totally fleshly, totally wicked mm-hmm. is how we were treating each other. Okay, so over the years, we've learned through God's word. Through how, encouragement from pastors yep. and, and mentors. How do you get past a fight? How do you move beyond, um, like you're describing this mm-hmm. kind of chaotic, vicious cycle of, of arguing and fighting to yeah. a better place? Well, uh, we... <laughs> We have to remember, and we always bring you guys, um, all, your, all the listeners, we always bring them back to that the Word of God says something about us that our flesh doesn't say. The Word of God says something about us that the world doesn't say. And so either we can walk in what our flesh desires or what the world desires or what our enemy desires, or we can walk in what the Word says. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until people, you know, we had we had fr- many friends that were like, you guys need to stop fighting. Yeah. We've had mentors that are like, this is wicked what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. The, the bickering and the fighting that you're doing, it's not a good witness. Like all the good things that you're doing over here in, on social media and your ministries. And then at home, you, yeah. have, you have this. And honestly, it didn't even take someone else saying something all the time because we knew the moment we would sit down and read the word, it, yeah. we felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit move in our hearts and move us toward mm-hmm. a, that better place. But it was that iron in our life mm-hmm. that started sharpening us True. and pushing us to like actually be accountable to yeah, it. Because they would see it and they're mm-hmm. like, okay, come on. Like, yeah. like grow up. Like yeah. you need to mature. And this is a maturity thing. Mm-hmm. And it's an understanding thing. It's a, it's, um, you know, Matt always says, our pastor says, um, how you believe is how you live. Mm-hmm. And so if we believe we're one way, we'll live that way. So if you believe fighting is normal, if you believe like, oh, every marriage fights and fighting's good, it means that we're getting it out. And or that like, you're just okay with it. Or if you're okay with it, you're believing wrong and you're going to live wrong. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so if you could start believing like, actually, this isn't normal. We mm-hmm. shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. This is not, this shouldn't be expected in the Christian home, mm-hmm. the Christian marriage, the unity between a, a Christian husband and wife. And so you can start thinking like, okay, well, like, well, then how we let's let's walk in what the word says. So, why don't you read the the first set of scriptures, and we'll we'll look at what the Bible calls us. Yeah. So, um, the first scripture that I wanted to share with you guys is in Second Corinthians uh, five eighteen through mm-hmm. twenty one, and it was one of those scriptures that really stood out to me and encouraged me in our marriage and the ministry that our marriage has. So I'm going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 through 20. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So there's a few things I think we should pull out of this. 
And going back to who we are, mm-hmm. what's the first words that you see in there that would tell you like who we are now? Uh, that we're new. That new, we're a new, new creation. creation. So the old way has passed away. Mm-hmm. The old way of the of the Gentiles, the heathens, like all these biblical terms that, that talk about who we were before Christ. Mm-hmm. Before Christ, we, we were fighters. We were selfish. We were self, self-serving and desired our own way and all of these things, right? But behold, we're, all things are new. We're new creations in Christ. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we do the things that the new creation would do because of Christ. And there's another part of this that... So the first part I just want to reiterate is that we are not what the world says we are. We're not the way the world is. We don't do what the world wants us to do. And then our flesh, what it craves, which is always going to be its own desires. Right. We don't do it. We're a new creation. We were old and now we're new. And so let's put away the old way of thinking. You know, fighting's normal. Fighting's a good thing. It's healthy to fight. Fighting's, every marriage fights. You know, that's not normal. And it's not healthy. And it's not biblical. And it's not what the new creation does. Christ and his body has a purpose and a goal. And what is that that goal? Well, it's to be ambassadors of his message of, of reconciliation. So, you know, all you listening, what's an ambassador? An ambassador is someone who is not... Um, operating on their own will and is also not someone operating on their, with their own message. It's someone going and representing a greater thing. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what an ambassador is. Mm-hmm. I am an ambassador for Christ in my marriage, in my home, in my neighborhood, in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's not my message and it's not my purpose and it's not my mission. It's His. I'm an ambassador for a greater purpose for God's message and it starts in my marriage and so am, if I, am I being an ambassador of reconciliation? That's what this is saying, the message of reconciliation, of reconciling the world to, to God through Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the message he came to. So when you think about being an ambassador and our, and our fighting, how does that fit together? Well, I think the first thing that you pointed out is it starts in our marriage, where I think anyone who's familiar with the word and familiar mm-hmm. with this verse, when you think of an ambassador, you think of someone who's, you know, being that way towards others, or at least I had that perspective of like, yeah, this is to to everyone else. Um, But it's even more so, I feel like, important to be that ambassador of God's message Mm. to you in in our relationship. (laughs) And and the ministry that God's given us Mm -hmm. through his son, Jesus, that ministry of reconciliation, why not practice it in our home? We always talk about this. Like we practice with our closest neighbor. We like, you're my wife. Like if I can't practice reconciliation with you and not just reconciliation between our unity but even being a being an ambassador for Christ and constantly reconciling you to the father mm-hmm. and washing you with the word as Ephesians 5:25 tells me to do mm-hmm. like how could i ever do it to someone else right like what kind of example is that like i go out and you you watch me and i'm like it's so forgiving and so loving and so patient with this person over here for the sake of trying to show them the gospel and then I'm at home and I'm not loving or patient right. or kind Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> with you and vice versa like if you were to show respect to other people and honor to other people but then you come home and yeah. you're disrespectful and dishonoring to me and causing us to bicker and fight and like you know always headbutt it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I think also when I think about the word ambassador, um, like you said earlier, it, you, you're you're carrying someone else's message. And when you're mm. arguing in a marriage, you're fighting for your own will, your own way, your, your own, own message. Your own message. It's good. <laughs> so you can't be an ambassador for Christ if you're arguing and fighting for your own. You're being an ambassador way. for self. Yeah. <laughs> which is taking on your own message. your own, And right. so we're contradicting our ministry. Yeah. 
So the last part that just stands out the most to me, and I just we've been talking about this ministry of reconciliation. Um, the idea of reconciling is making right. Yeah. You know, m- taking the wrongs or the, the out of order things on the docket and saying, oh, we're going to reconcile these mm-hmm. so that everything lines up and everything's good yeah. and balanced. Yeah. That's, a, that's like the mathematic or the, the money idea of reconciliation. But it's the same in relationships. We want to make sure that we're right and, and balanced and whole and, u- and unified. And so the ministry of reconciliation directly applies to the message of Jesus Christ and him saving us and re- reconciling us to the Father. But the practice of that, we learn throughout all of the Old Testament, even in the New Testament and in the, the laws, the Ten Commandments, is our relationships with one another. Mm-hmm. So am I reconciled to my wife? Am I making our relationship right? Am I making sure that we're unified again and back in right relationship, right? Mm-hmm. That's our ministry. And it starts there, and that's our practice of doing the greater message and the greater mission, mm-hmm. which is the whole idea of marriage after God. Yeah is what we're doing. Yep. We're, we have a ministry in the world and it starts at home. Well, and when we experience that um, that ministry of reconciliation in our marriage, we're actually experiencing what God did for us in reconciling mm-hmm. us to himself. So we're partaking yeah. in his message. It's just a really beautiful picture of how marriage mm-hmm. can, can, can experience that side of God. So the next verse we're going to talk about is in the book of Colossians, chapter 3, and it's quite a few verses, actually. And I just want to further build on this idea of new creation, okay, and who we are and how we're going to walk. Because, again, if we just think the old way, we're going to do the old things. Mm -hmm. And so let's. it's in Colossians, chapter 3, verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ... Seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on, the, on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual morality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked. Remember the old self? We mm-hmm. once walked. When you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave-free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one is complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so also you must forgive." And above all else, all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. That's a lot. That is a lot. But this is essentially what it looks like to be a new creation <laughs> and how we are to walk in our marriage and in any relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, put away those old things. You know, they had that first list. Sexual morality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, uh, which is idolatry. And then it goes into another and says, uh, you know, we once walked in these ways. And then it said, put away anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk. And those are the things that come out of us when we're walking the old way. Yeah. You well, know, and when we're arguing. And when we're arguing, when we're fighting. fighting. Um those are all carnal fleshly things. And, mm-hmm. and it says that we're, we've been raised with Christ. We've died to the old ways. We are new creations. Um, the, our life is hidden in Christ now. Mm-hmm. 
And we got to think this way. And if we don't think this way, we'll never live this way. Mm-hmm. And I think going beyond thinking that way, because we have to be convicted to think this way, we also have to do. And I think the biggest thing that stands out to me with these um, set of scriptures is that they're action words. Yeah, put, so put this, on, one, this one says put, to, put death. to death. Yeah. And then later on it says put on then. Right. So these are these are choices that we have to make to live out every single day. And I used to, I used mm-hmm. to do this thing where I'd say to you, because um, we would reconcile but I would have a hard time moving forward. And mm. I would um, I would say things like, I'm not just a switch to be turned on and off. Like I can't just... I'm, I, a- I'm angry and I'm gonna be angry for a while. Just give me just some like, time. Now, yeah. granted, I know there are some really big yeah. things that people you know, have issues with mm-hmm. that they argue about with their spouse that does take time to reconcile, mm-hmm. but... And you can't just switch it off. That's yeah, true. I, I get that. But I used it so often and I justified my reasoning for mm-hmm. being angry at you and doing these things um, and not realizing that I actually had a choice to walk in the new self in Christ. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I don't know. I just wanted to point out that I feel like it's so important to not only think this way, but mm-hmm. to also know that it's a choice that we have to make to walk it out. Yeah. And then the, the, the next part of this, so it tells us to take, to put off, to put to death those mm-hmm. old things. Yeah, it doesn't even say put off, it says put to death. Put to death. Yeah. means they don't come back. Yeah. They're not in the closet. It's not like, I'm going to put this one on today. <laughs> no, they're, they're dead. Yeah. We, get, we kill them. We get rid of them. And it says put on then these other things, these good things. And then it tells us to, um, to forgive. It says if you have complaint against another... So if I, that's what a fight is like, mm-hmm. oh, you've wronged me. You didn't do this. You weren't prepared. You, we, you know, all these things that we can fight about and you've wronged me. And, and no, I'm not going to forgive you until we work this out. And until we no. it says, if you have a complaint against another, forgive mm-hmm. each other as the Lord has forgiven you. That's mm-hmm. the, there's, we don't even want to get into the verses that, about forgiveness. But that is the ministry of reconciliation, yeah. like reconciliation. Because God forgave us. Forgiveness. We yeah. actually can forgive mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so practicing, so this is your next tip, is like practicing that forgiveness. Again, walking in the new self, putting on those good things that God gives us in the spirit, and forgiving. Mm-hmm. And the reason we forgive, guys, the reason we put on love, because it says this, love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Right? There's no arguing with harmony. No, perfect harmony. <laughs> and remembering that we're on the same team. Remembering yeah. that we are one in Christ, that we are unified, that we are the same person and this is something that we've this is just a tip for you guys something that whenever we start like elevating it and we're like oh man this is turning into a fight um the thing that's helped us the most is one of us hey we're on the same team yeah you're fighting against me and you're fighting against yourself Mm -hmm. because that's what a fight is when you fight against your spouse you're fighting against yourself Mm -hmm. because you're one and so remembering whose team you're on Mm -hmm. Because it, and this is how we fought so much because we weren't on the same team. Right. I was against you and you were against me. We were divided. And the Bible mm-hmm. tells us that a house divided against itself cannot stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So remind yourselves like, man, like this is hindering us from being on the, being together, being one. This is breaking our teammanship, you know, if that's even a word. <laughs> <laughs> but um, again, if we remember that we have a ministry in this world, like if, you know, we were starting to have a little bit of argument because we were like getting nervous about this video in the beginning. If we would have let that argument go and forgot what we were doing, mm-hmm. that we had a ministry that we like, hey, actually, we need to like snap out of this. We this wouldn't have happened. Right. We would have missed out on the opportunity. We mm-hmm. would have, there might have been things that we wouldn't have come up mm-hmm. because of it. And so, if we would have let our flesh get in the way. 
We hope you guys are enjoying listening to this week's episode of Marriage After God. We wanted to take a quick break to share with you 31 prayers for my son and daughter. We uh, started out writing the marriage prayer books, but we had a lot of uh, parents asking for prayer books for my son and daughter. And so we made these really neat resources so that parents can pray specific prayers over their children. And there's even journal lines in it so that they can make them personal. And I've heard in some cases, parents um, are going to be handing these books back to their children uh, when they graduate or hit those really awesome milestones. So this is just a really great way to um, inspire your prayer life for your children. So if you're interested in getting more information about the 31 Prayers for My Son and Daughter books, please go to marriageaftergod.com forward slash children and uh, you'll get all the information you need. And so if we would have let our flesh get in the way, we would not have been one, we'd not have been unified. So forgiving one another and then putting on love because it's what binds everything together in perfect harmony. Mm-hmm. And remembering we're on the same team. You're on, you and your spouse are one. You're on a team. And if you just let yourself blow up and get into that fight, you are breaking that team and you're becoming useless and um, less effective in the ministry that God has for you as a marriage after God. Okay, so I'm going to move on to the next verse. It's Ephesians 4, 17 through 27. It says, Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given Mm. themselves up to sensuality, greed to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new Mm. self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness." Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Man, these are these scriptures. <laughs> it's hard to read these and, and think like, oh yeah, I could just keep fighting. Like fighting's okay. Uh, you know, the, the theme as we were looking for scriptures to teach on this was new creation. Yeah. That was the theme. It just, every single, we're like, oh, like, yeah. this is talking about new self. It's because the Bible wants us, God wants us, the believers, to know that we are new. Yeah. That we no longer have to walk the old way. Mm-hmm. That the things that we think are okay, like fighting and, and, and uh, that animosity and the, the unhealthy things that we do in our relationships with our spouse, God's like, no, you're my children. You're, you're, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You're new in Christ. Mm-hmm. There's a new way for you to walk. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that Switchfoot song? There's a new way to be human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, that's, that's what this is. This, there's a new way to be human. And we get to walk in it. And, and this is telling us the truth. Yeah. And as I said, said in the beginning, if you think wrong, you'll never live strong. You know, our, our pastor always says that to us. And it, I, I bring up my pastor because he, he's been a huge mentor to us. And he says these catchy things <laughs> that I just remember. <laughs> and I think about them. And when I'm walking a certain way, I'm like, oh. I'm not thinking correctly. And if you think wrong, you'll never live strong. I just love that. Um, so that, I just wanted to start off with it. Just the whole thing is like, don't walk in the futility of the old way. Yeah. The way that the Gentiles, again, the way that you used to be. Yeah. Walk in the new creation. Walk in the new self. Walk in the, the, the way you are with Christ. 
And it was a reminder that it's a choice that you yeah, can choose to an walk action. that way. Walk. It's an action. Walk. Move your body. Yeah. So another thing that stands out to me with uh, these scriptures is just that practical application of do not let fights, arguments, hard conversations mm-hmm. linger on into the week. We don't want... Um, we don't want to give the enemy that opportunity yeah, for destruction. Don't let the sun go down in your anger. Yeah. So that we not give the opportunity to the enemy. Yeah. And I used to struggle with this. In the mm-hmm. beginning of our marriage, I would be so prideful and so hard mm-hmm. of heart that I would... I Me would, too, though. I like, would go to bed with, yeah. with a fight still lingering and be fine, but not really fine. I mean, I tossed and turned, yeah. and by 2 o'clock, you were, like, waking me up. Hey, we need to talk right now. Well, <laughs> I, back then, though, like, with a malicious heart, I would be happy to go to bed angry because I would be able to fall asleep, and I knew you wouldn't be able to. Oh, it was torture. It really was torture. That was, I mean, this is, again, malice. Those those things that we do because yeah. we're angry. Like, I was like, oh, fine. You want to go to bed, and you don't want to talk to me? I'll go, I'll just go sweet, sweetly and you to sleep. Did. I could hear you deep breathing, and yeah. I'm just over there, like... Getting more and more angry because I'm asleep. Yeah. So here's the thing: we don't we don't want mm-hmm. if a fight were to break out, if an argument mm-hmm. happens, don't give the enemy that opportunity mm-hmm. to bring destruction into your marriage. Take care of it, talk about it, and then reconcile. You know, we we yeah. have the Word of God to guide us through arguments, and we can be reminded, like you've been saying, not to walk in the old ways, yeah. but that we're a new creation, and we can move on in our marriage. We can bring new life back to what we have yeah. and I just think that that's really important to remember this practical yeah. tip of not letting not letting an argument go beyond you that know, day it makes me think of something though um, it says don't let the sun go down in your anger and oftentimes with the, the fight or we're just angry like I'm not done I want to keep hashing this mm-hmm. out now you may not be able to fully um, you know have the conversation that needs to happen but you don't have to go to bed angry. That's true. Because what you could do is you say, okay, we are not on the same page and we're both angry. Let's figure out the anger side of this thing first because we're mad at each other, which means remembering we're on the same team. Yeah. Let's, let's calm down. We're letting our, our flesh yeah. get the, the best of us, which means let's walk in the spirit. Mm-hmm. None of this says either of you are giving in yet mm-hmm. on who's right or who's wrong, but it's saying we're on the same team. Mm-hmm. We need to stop this. This is getting very dangerous, unhealthy. We need to remember that we're on the same team. We love each other. Uh, the Bible tells us to forgive. So let's, we're going to finish this conversation tomorrow when we're when we're more cool and even headed and we've gotten rest because now we're tired and all those things are adding mm-hmm. up. But we can't, we're not going to go to bed angry. Yeah, that's good. I love you. You love me. We're on the same team. We're going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And you know what's going to happen? Even though you didn't finish the conversation, the argument, it's not going to feel as bad as it you're going to you're going to know that you're on the same page mm-hmm. you're going to know that you still love each other you're going to go to bed and have a sweet sleep and you're yeah. going to wake up rested yeah. and you know what you'll probably wake up and be like why were we even fighting yeah that's true <laughs> like I don't even care. But I think like that setting thing up that, that we're fighting about. I think setting up that expectation yeah. too is really comforting because you know that they're going to be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You're going to be there yeah. tomorrow, and you can talk about it then. Yeah, because you know what our flesh wants to do: run, run away. Yeah. Um, so That's don't right. do that. And you know what? The enemy hates that. Mm-hmm. The enemy's like, oh wait, now they're 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 actually reconciling before even finishing the argument. Wait, no, 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 don't do this. <laughs> and you know, oftentimes you're going to realize after you've let the emotions, the chemicals that are going into your brain, all the, all that, um, all the stuff that makes you like, Oh, yeah. the, those anxiety chemicals and those, those fear and you know, all those things. When those subside, you're like, wait a minute. Well, well, okay. Like I get it. Yeah. I was frustrated about that, but you're right. I was wrong. Or the other person's gonna be like, actually it wasn't that big of a deal. I shouldn't have been getting on you. And, and you'll realize when you're on the same team, you'll start, you'll start giving to the other person much more than you think mm-hmm. or we're expecting. And it becomes a much more beautiful thing. So just getting at whether or not you can finish the conversation 
and whatever the thing is that you guys are having contention over, you can still go to bed in unity and in love and in, in, com- in comfort with each other and then finish it later. So don't go to bed angry. Don't, don't let the sun go down on your anger. So we're going to move on to the next scripture, the next tip, the next biblical idea of how we can, what we do after a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and this can actually, this tip can actually happen before a fight breaks out. Um, and it, it often will stop it in its tracks. That's true. Um, because that's the goal, guys. Yeah. We want to stop the fights before they happen. Um, and it's, it's in James chapter 5, verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And so the, there's two parts. There's the confession part. And we've talked about confessing in past episodes. But in this this fight, the confession is we shouldn't be fighting. Yeah. I'm, I'm operating in my attitude. I'm being selfish. I'm being prideful. I just want to apologize. I need to back off. Let's chill. I'm, I'm making you get angry. I'm disrespecting you. I'm very sorry. That confession. And then the second part of this is praying. Um if you can get in the habit, it's a very hard skill to learn. Recognizing a fight when it's happening and saying, hey, let's just stop and pray. <laughs> but it kills that intensity like immediately. It does. Because the moment it, we, we've talked about this, the moment you step into God's throne room and pray, you immediately feel this big. Because mm-hmm. like, what are you going to pray? Lord, my wife is really bothering me right now. <laughs> and she is just so wrong. And you're like standing before the father and you're, and you're like, all right. It's just a humbling God, experience. God, could you help me have patience right now or help me? Like you immediately turn it on yourself because you immediately wreck, got, like the Holy Spirit's like, so what do you want to pray about? Like, yeah. <laughs> and, well, he's also a really yeah. loving father and I think that he wants to step in and, and share his peace with us and, yeah. and show us the right way to live. So I think that just going to him immediately is like, it's just, yeah. I don't know. It just, it really does calm the atmosphere and everything yeah. right away. But if you can't get to the prayer before the fight happens and the fight just happens, go right to prayer afterwards yeah. and say, Hey, I know we thought, I know we probably don't feel like it right now. Um, as I've always said, like the, the time you need prayer is the time you don't want to pray. I was going to say, if you ever feel like you don't want to pray, <laughs> yeah. do it. Like that is the time to do that's it. That's the enemy. <laughs> that's your flesh saying, Oh, don't go to God. Yeah. Don't, don't submit yourself to the Lord right now. <laughs> and again, you go to prayer and you immediately humble, humble yourself. And you know what happens also, especially if you both pray out loud, I begin like when we do it, I begin to pray and I, I first by, start by repenting to God. Mm-hmm. I apologize. I'm like, God, I'm a jerk. I'm sorry that I was treating my, the one you've given me, my wife, my bride this way. I'm sorry that I was so frustrated, angry, elevated, loud, whatever it is. Um, and then she gets to hear me actually, like my heart yeah. for her. Yeah. And then vice versa, you, you pray and you're like, okay, Lord, forgive me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I didn't mean to. I, yeah, I was disrespecting my husband. I was, yeah. you know, throwing stuff at him. And, and so all of a sudden, we're actually apologizing to each other, but before God. And I've never really noticed, uh, recognized this before, but when you're praying to God and I hear your heart, um, that's that's truth. Like I don't like I believe that you going before God is. Um, I'm not lying to God. It, yeah, it's not like you're <laughs> lying to God about the condition of your heart or what you think mm-hmm. about me or your love for me. And so when I hear those things, I'm reaffirmed because I know that it's true. And for some reason, it's a little bit different than you just saying Telling to me. Yeah. But I love you. You know what I mean? Like when I hear you go to God and mm-hmm. tell Him that you love me, it's just different. Yeah. And it really, it really reaffirms my heart. Well, and it's um, much more spiritually healing mm. than just like, we good? 
Yeah. We're good. Okay, yeah. we're good. All right, Just cool. the acknowledgement. Let's hug. Of... Okay, I'll kiss you. Good. The the, yeah. the the going to the Father and and submitting ourselves to Him and humbling ourselves before God, mm-hmm. saying, you know, we like again, we're we're trying to not fight. Yeah, that's the goal, right? And the only way to kill the old flesh is to do what the Bible tells us, which is confess, mm-hmm. so that we'll be healed. So by going to God and doing this with your spouse. Again, you're you're participating in the ministry of reconciliation. I just want to bring that up because yeah, and it's what the new creation so does. This is how we operate, people. Mm-hmm. This is how you know we just want to encourage you in your marriage as a marriage after God. To and this is what keeps your ministry th- thriving, the mm-hmm. ministry that you have in the world, in your children's lives, in the in the neighbors that you have, and in your work friends. Um, that that you are staying close to God mm-hmm. and you're staying close to your spouse and you're you're tying even tighter and tighter every single time you do it. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you fight less, the enemy loses less strongholds in your life, no, less footholds, and you get stronger and stronger as a unit, stronger and stronger with God, and that is just beautiful. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So you can let those hard fights turn into something that turns really fruitful, mm-hmm. but eventually you stop fighting. Yeah, that's good. Goal, right? Win-win. <laughs> yep. So the last verse that I want to read is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and I'm actually really surprised. I don't think that we've shared these scriptures through the Marriage After God podcast yet, but for being I so think we have. Maybe. I can't remember the episode, but... oriented Yeah. Um, it just... I, I don't know. I, I'm really excited about sharing... It's um, always relevant. These. It's always relevant. Always. <laughs> yeah. So it's about love. Um, it's 1 Corinthians 13, starting in verse 4. It says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. Mm. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes Mm. all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. And um, this is just a reiteration of like how we're supposed to walk as Christians and... And in our marriage. As a new creation in Christ and in our marriage. And so... um, my encouragement with this uh, as a practical tip in marriage is don't keep those record of wrongs. Once you have reconciled, mm-hmm. you've repented, you've confessed, mm-hmm. you've prayed, you got to let it go. You yeah. can't harbor the the old things. You can't harbor the, mm-hmm. the wrongdoings and make that list in the back of your mind because you're just it's just going to come up to um, yeah. be ammunition in, in the future if another argument breaks yeah. out. And, so. the, and the word that um, our version says for that is resentment love does not resent mm-hmm. and resentment is that exactly that you you've got this list long list of think wrongs that your spouse has done against yeah. you and you resent it yeah. and every single time the opportunity comes up you you cherry pick from that list we talked about in the, la- in the last episode on bickering mm-hmm. uh, you know jokingly like make a list of all their wrongs no this actually says no throw the list out so if you think about it, since you're one in the marriage you're a, a single unit and you have a list of wrongs that your spouse has done whose list is that mine <laughs> it's ours, ours. Like we, the wrongs that you've kept you 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 literally are harboring the same exact list mm-hmm. for yourself because it's one you're one and so it just doesn't make sense it's destructive um and you're right when we when we read these things after you're done fighting like we go back to walking this way mm-hmm. and it says love endures all things like so we should be able to endure these these mm-hmm. arguments these hard conversations these things that come mm-hmm. up because of our flesh or circumstances or the enemy but we have to move past them we can't yeah. dwell on them. We can't let them affect our future and the ministry that God has for our marriages. Yeah. And so, you know, we just, this episode was just to encourage you in your marriage and to, for a couple of things, recognizing that we're new, we're new creations. We no longer walk the way that we used to walk. We have to recognize that fighting and bickering and that animosity in our marriages should not be common in the Christian home. It should be uncommon. It should be a rare event. And one that we repent of when it happens. And then 
when it happens, we have some tools to walk in and we say, you know, this is what we're going to do. We, we believe these things about ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are going to walk this way. We're going to love this way. And at the end of the day, the purpose of this is that we have a stronger ministry, that we are, have a strong relation with God, strong relation with our spouse, and God can use us in that ministry of reconciliation in the world. And because we're the example in our homes. And so, so just to end off with one last encouragement, I just want to ask you a question. What's one thing that um, those listening could be encouraged by and inspired to do if a fight breaks out? Yeah. Um, Apart from all of these other things that we should be walking in that help us reconcile, I would say physical touch. Mm -hmm. Um, Being one, the physical engagement you know, holding hands in prayer or hugging you or kissing you or going even further um, is a huge uh, physical and spiritual thing to reconnect Mm -hmm. to something that feels like you've been torn apart. It's totally true. And I bet those listening could even relate to this because they're sitting there thinking, oh yeah, like how many times have you been in a car driving next to each other and you're close in proximity, but nobody wants to be the first one to reach over their hand and say, you know, hold my hand. Um, And I've been there and I know that I've wrestled with, you know, you've come to me for a hug and I I stand with my hands at my side. The stiff board. Yeah. And I'm like, you're being stiff. But (laughs) every single time, I know yeah. that it's what our marriage needs and it does bring us closer together mm-hmm. and that physical touch does remind us that we are one and that we're here for yeah. each other. It's Well, really what it does um, is it re- it connects our physical to, it connects the physical to what's happening in the spiritual. Yeah. So it says spiritually we're becoming one again. Mm-hmm. We're re- reconciling. Physically we're coming one again also. Yeah. And it's just this holistic idea of coming back together and mm-hmm. saying, oh, actually, we're, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I'm still close. I'm still near. We don't, we're not far. So if a fight breaks out, be an initiator, a physical touch, or if your spouse is the initiator, mm-hmm. be receptive, like be, be someone yeah. who's um, reciprocating by mm-hmm. hugging back or holding their hand back. Yeah. Cause I really do think that that will help bring that reconciliation to, um, a good place. Yeah. So thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we hope this was encouraging to you and your marriage. And uh, as always, our hearts is just that you would be, a, have a thriving, adventurous marriage after God. And uh, we look forward to having you next week. Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Also, if you're interested, you can find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage.